the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time once again for another look into God's infallible book as we welcome you to another broadcast of the Riches of Grace. This program is the radio voice of Grace School of the Bible and is brought to you by Christian people who believe the Bible to be the Word of God and who appreciate its power and authority. At the heart of our ministry is the desire to help you appreciate and rejoice in the riches of God's grace to us in Christ. That's why we call this program The Riches of Grace. We're happy you've tuned our way today and trust that our time together will prove a real blessing as we continue with a series of studies designed to help you understand and enjoy the Bible. My name is Alex Kurz, and it's my privilege to invite you to join us as Richard Jordan, President of Grace School of the Bible, brings us another message from the Word of God. Thank you, Alex, and welcome again, my friend, to another opportunity for us to look into God's Word together and to study the wonderful message of the wonderful grace of God found in the wonderful Word of God. It's our joy to have you with us today, and it's always a pleasure to be able to to meet together right here and to look into the Word of God, turn to the Scriptures, and allow the Spirit of God to speak to us and to teach us uh, through His Word. You know, my friend, one of the, one of the foundation principles uh, of grace, uh, one of the, the, the foundation issues of God's grace working in your life, and as a member of the church, the body of Christ today, uh, is, is a capacity to understand God's word rightly divided. I know oftentimes people say, well, uh, Brother John, we need something practical. You know, my, I need something about raising my kids, and I need something about how to live with my spouse or how to function on the job or how to calm my fears by, about all the calamities happening around me. Nothing, nothing will ever serve those purposes more uh, fully than you being able to look into God's Word and understand where you are in the purpose and plan of God. Uh, that wonderful verse that the psalmist wrote, Great peace have they that love thy law. You know, I have a friend, he, he always quotes that verse, Great peace have they that love thy law and are not having a midlife crisis. <laughs> See, we like to add things to God's Word. And God's Word doesn't have that addendum to it. It's, it's just what it is. It says what it says, and if you, when you believe it, then it works effectually in you that believe. And in order to have, have the ability to really believe God's Word and consistently do it, and to do it in a way that, that is intelligent, and that your faith rests in an intelligent understanding of God's Word and God's working, then you need to be able to understand God's Word rightly divided. And one of the great fundam fundamental foundational principles of, of, of Bible study is to understand that God is not through with the nation Israel. Last week in our study together, we looked at the mistake that Moses made early on uh, in, in his life, in his ministry, back in Exodus chapter number 2, when Moses thought, because of Israel's failure to recognize him as their, their deliverer, uh, that, that because of Israel's failure, God was through with Israel. And Moses literally forsook the nation Israel and made a mistake and had to meet God in the burning bush and be reminded and taught by God and rebuked by God, as it were, with the, uh, with, with the incident about taking off his shoe. And there stood Moses, shoeless in the desert, before the burning bush. 
being reminded by God that God, he said, I, I, I am the Lord that change not, therefore the sons of Jacob are not consumed. That great burning bush, the bush that burned but was not consumed, is, just, is the Bible symbol for, for the nation Israel. Though persecuted, not forsaken, though persecuted in, in, the, in the iron furnace, in the smoking furnace uh, of persecution, not consumed by it because of the presence of God's purpose and plan. And my friend, understanding that is a key, is a fundamental key to understanding the Bible. You can never understand the Bible if you don't understand the place and purpose of the nation Israel and the plan and purpose of God. Well, that issue of where the nation Israel stands and the purpose of God, you know, by the way, that's the missing element in what, what is generally called systematic theology. That's why we don't teach theology on this, on this program. I say to people all the time, somebody says, Brother Jordan, are you a Calvinist, or are you an Arminian, or are you a Covenant? No, I say, I'm none of those things. I'm neither a Calvinist nor an Arminian. Only one of those two branches of theology would demand you to be one or the other. And I've had long and warm discussions that could keep you very warm on a cold winter night with people in those camps that demand that you be one of the, well, if you're not this, you're that. No, I'm just a Bible-believing dispensationalist. And if you're a Bible-believing dispensationalist, then you could never be a Calvinist, and you could never be an Arminian. And if you are a Calvinist or an Arminian, you could never be a Bible-believing dispensationalist. Somewhere along the line, you have to decide where you get your authority. And it's either from your theology, or it's from God's Word. And the, the, uh, the deficiency of the systematic theologies is demonstrated by just asking yourself the question, what about Israel? Look through systematic theology. They have theology, the study of God. They have anthropology, the study of man. Angelology, the study of angels. Soteriology, the study of, uh, of, of salvation. Eschatology, the study of uh, last things. Pneumatology, the study of the spirit. Angelology. You've got all kind of ologies, studies. But you look through any systematic theology book, or look through all of them, and you, one thing will be missing. You'll never find an Israelology. They don't study the nation Israel and God's purpose and plan for Israel. If you take the book of Romans, for example, just the basic treatise that the Apostle Paul lays out, first one of his epistles in your Bible, that lays out the foundation principles of grace, there is one whole section, one of the four foundation principles of grace, one whole section dedicated to Israelology, Romans 9, 10, and 11. And if you want to be established according to what Paul calls establishment, if you want to be a perfected saint according to what the Bible calls a perfected saint, then you have to get a hold of God's dealings with the nation Israel. Well, that missing element in, in systematic theology just demonstrates its deficiency and why we need to be Bible-believing Christians. Bible-believing dispensationalist. Romans 11.25, Paul says, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning this mystery, lest you be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in, and so all Israel shall be saved as it is written. Now notice the contrast there between the, the prophetic and the mystery program. Paul said, "There's this. I, I don't want you to be ignorant of this mystery, this secret plan and purpose that God had. It's not the all Israel shall be saved as it is written. It's not what was previously written, it was previously hidden. Now the contrast in that is between what Peter says in Acts chapter 3 verse 21, when he talks about the fact that he's preaching and ministering that which is spoken by the mouth of all the holy prophets since the world began. 
since God put Adam on the earth, God had been speaking about, preaching about, talking about, revealing the information that Peter's talking about. It's called the prophetic program. It's called prophecy. That which is spoken by the mouth of all the holy prophets since the world began. But that's in contrast with what Paul says in Romans 16, 25, about the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began, but now is made manifest. You see, there is an unprophesied, unpreached about, unpredicted, unmade uh, uh, known, unrevealed program about what God was going to do in, the, in Jesus Christ that's in contrast to the one that was made known. It's something that's made known, preached about, and, and talked about, spoken about since the world began, and something that was kept secret, not preached about, not talked about, not spoken about, not made known since the world began. Well, you see, you know, right where you sit today, you know they're different. You know they can't be the same. There's no way you can take Acts 3.21 and Romans 16.25 and make them the same. It just doesn't work. The words on the page won't let you do it. Now, you can run to your theology books and run to your denominational traditions and run to your experiences and run everywhere you want to run, just like some Taliban hiding in a cave, but, you know, it doesn't make any difference. It still says what it says in the Bible. And if you're going to be a Bible believer, then you're going to have to deal with what the Bible says, because that's what you're going to have to believe. Can you understand why people would prefer their theology systems, prefer the historic Christian positions, prefer to sit in the White Horse Inn and argue about what they think the, the, the theological conclusions of the day should be? Sure. That's exactly what people would rather do, because then they become the authority, rather than sit before an old book that has to be the authority. So when, when you begin to see these things as, 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 as issues, you begin to see this great truth that today, in the dispensation of grace, God is blindness in part has happened to Israel until, not forever, but until, temporarily, they've been blinded because God's postponed his purpose and program with them in order that the fullness, the salvation of the Gentiles might come in, in order that he might form the church, the body of Christ. And once that's accomplished, then all Israel will be saved as it is written. God will go back and finish his purpose with the nation Israel. Now, Paul says, if you're ignorant of that, you're going to be wise in your own conceits. You're going to wind up, you know what it is to be conceited. Ask any teenage girl, she can tell you. Well, they're stuck up. They think there's somebody they're not. You know, they're too big for their britches. You know what it is to be conceited. So think you're somebody that you're not. You see, that's why modern Christendom has made the mistake of thinking they're somebody that they're not. They're thinking that the nation Israel, that they are the nation Israel. That's why, as you go to church and listen to the preacher preach, and he preaches out of the Bible, out of, out of the Bible, he's going to use the Bible, but he's talking about a, out of the Bible as though you were the nation Israel, and taking Israel's promises and Israel's blessings and Israel's program and Israel's uh, instructions and Israel's commandments and Israel's chastisements and Israel's Israel's things and applying them to you. And they become a burden to you because they really don't work in your life. And they, don't, they, they aren't really adequate for your circumstances and situations as a member of the body of Christ. And consequently, you forsake them and go to something else because they weren't you to start with. Well, you can see, perhaps, that the tremendous confusion that comes 
from a failure to see your real true identity in Christ. Now, this issue of, of through the fall of Israel, salvation going to the Gentiles, that, that is the very core of Paul's ministry, that God has interrupted the prophetic program, set the nation Israel aside temporarily, in order that he might form another agency, the church, the body of Christ. And when that agency is completed, then he'll finish his purpose and program with the nation Israel and carry out a twofold purpose in the heaven and in the earth with the church, the body of Christ, and the nation Israel. Carry out a purpose of exalting his Son, making Jesus Christ the head of all things in heaven and on earth. That, that issue of the very fundamental nature of the dispensation of grace being that through the fall of Israel, salvation has gone to the Gentiles. That's illustrated. There's a great illustration of this truth in the first recorded miracle performed by the Apostle Paul in the book of Acts. In Acts chapter 13, when Paul is separated, uh, the Holy Ghost separates Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto he said, I've called them. And they begin to go out in their first apostolic journey. Uh, verse Acts 13, 6 says, When they had, had gone through the Isle of Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar-Jesus. Now notice that this man's name, Bar-Jesus, he had a good start. When his mom and daddy named him, they named him Son of Jehovah Savior. That's, a, that's, that's who he was in his identity originally, which was the deputy of, of the country, which um, was with, rather, the deputy of the country, Sergius Paulus, a prudent man, who called for Barnabas and Saul and desired to hear the word of God. But Elimaeus the sorcerer, for so his name is his name by interpretation, withstood them, seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. So Saul, who also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him and said, O full of all subtility and all mischief, thou child of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, wilt thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? And now behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thee, and thou shalt be blind, not seeing the sun, listen, for a season. And immediately there fell upon him a mist and a darkness, and he went about seeking some to lead him by the hand. Then the deputy, that's Sergius Paulus, when he saw what was done, believed, now listen, being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. Isn't that amazing? That, that verse 12 just fascinates me. Sergius Paulus saw what was happening, and he believed, being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. This, this miracle that Paul performs here, this whole incident is a great dispensational lesson. There's some dispensational truths being set forth. There are some doctrine of the Lord being set forth in this encounter between Paul and Barnabas and Sergius Paulus and Elimaeus, the, uh, the, 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 the Jewish prophet, false prophet as he's called, who withstood the word of God going to the Gentiles. I got to get you just get in your mind what's going on here. Here's Paul, the apostle. He said, "I speak to you Gentiles, and as much as I'm the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify my office." The Holy Spirit sending him out in his apostolic ministry, so he's going to go out and begin to preach to the Gentiles. He comes to uh, th this little island of Paphos, and Sergius Paulus, who's the the governor, the ruler of the island, a Gentile man. By the way, notice his name is also Paul. So you really have two Pauls here, and and Paul 
Sergius Paulus, wants to hear from Paul, the apostle, the word of God. But Elimaeus, the sorcerer, who is a, a Jew, whose name was Bar-Jesus, here's a man who, had, who at one time had the status of being son of Jehovah's Savior, who now is in the clutches of the satanic policy of evil against the purpose and program of God. He's renounced his true identity, and now he's going to seek to withstand uh, the word of God going to the Gentiles. He literally makes every effort that he can to, to turn away the Gentile deputy here, the Gentile governor, from the truth of God's word. Here you have a picture of salvation going to the Gentiles apart from the nation Israel, and Israel seeking to withstand the word, seeking to stop the Gentiles from hearing God's word. That's exactly what 1 Thessalonians chapter number 2 Paul says the nation Israel did uh, in the Acts period. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse number 14, Paul speaking uh, to the Thessalonians, he says, For you, brethren, became followers of the churches of God, which in Judea are in Christ Jesus. For ye also have suffered like things of your countrymen, even as they have of the Jews, who killed, who both killed the Lord Jesus and their own prophets. They killed Christ. Then they kill Stephen, then they kill the Apostle James, and have persecuted us. And they, and they please not God, and are contrary to all men. How? Forbidding us to speak to the Gentiles that they might be saved. You see, Elimaeus was doing exactly what Israel was doing. Forbidding us to speak to the Gentiles that they might be saved. Now what was Paul's response to that? Well, he pronounced a judgment on Israel, and then he said, The hand of the Lord is upon thee, thou shalt be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. They're going to be blind. Blindness, in part, has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. And I call your attention. He said you'll be blind, not permanently, not forever, but for a season. You see, blindness has happened to the nation Israel for a season. God is not through. There's nowhere in the Bible that you'll ever read anything that makes you think that God has permanently suspended and is permanently finished with the nation Israel, that he will not keep his covenants and promises to them, that he will not do the things that he has said he would do. In fact, when you go back into the Scripture and you read what God actually says, for example, in Jeremiah chapter 31... When he gives to Israel their new covenant, he says, If the ordinances of heaven depart from before me, then shall the, the seed of Israel also cease from being a nation before me. Thus saith the Lord, which giveth the sun for a light by day, and the ordinances of the moon and the stars for light by night, which divideth the sea from the waves thereof, uh, the, the Lord of hosts is his name. If those ordinances of the sun and the moon and the sea, if if the if the laws that God has established for the, for, the, for the functioning of the universe ever cease, then Israel will cease. You see, for the nation, as long as you see the universe functioning and going on and carrying on, you know that God's purpose for the nation Israel is still intact. No. There's nothing in the Bible to ever make you think God is going to turn away and permanently forsake the nation Israel. Temporarily? He'll postpone. Many times in Scripture, he postponed his purpose for Israel to do something else. 
He did that when he when he sent Moses to, to deliver Israel from Egypt. He said, go down and tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And Pharaoh said, no. And so the Lord said, okay, Moses, before I bring them out, I'm going to demonstrate my power to destroy anybody that opposes me. And he sent ten plagues on Israel, on, on Egypt, rather. God postponed his purpose to deliver Israel in order to demonstrate his power against the, the satanic policy of evil and, and judge Egypt, and then he delivered them. And all through Israel's history, God has been willing to postpone a purpose, set it, put it, put it off for a moment to do something first, do something else, but that purpose always is going to come through. And God today has done just that in the dispensation of grace. He's postponed his purpose for the nation Israel. He hasn't done away with it. Blindness has come in part, not forever, but for a season, but also for a reason, until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. You see, God has set the nation Israel aside today in order that he might form the church, the body of Christ, of which every believer today is a part. You and I are reconciled to God in one body, and in that one body there is neither Jew or Gentile, bond or free, male or female, but we're all one in Christ. You see, God hasn't made you a spiritual Jew today. He hasn't made you a spiritual Israeli today. He hasn't made you the Israel of God today. Those statuses still belong to the nation Israel. He's made you and me a part of the church, the body of Christ, where there is no Jew or Gentile status. You say, well, if I'm not a Jew or a Gentile, whatever, you're a new creature. You're the one new man. You literally become a new species of humanity, part of this one new man. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become anew. You've been given a new identity in Jesus Christ. Well, you've been made one with his Son, placed into Jesus Christ, made an heir of God, and a joint heir forever with God's beloved Son. Oh, my friend, God, to you could not have promised more of bliss than he's done. You need to understand who you are in the purpose and plan of God. If you're a saint today, you need to understand where you are, know your true identity, and and, and uh, where to go in the Bible to find out the information about who you are and what God's doing today. You see, the reason you can never understand the Bible if you don't understand the nation Israel is because you're always going to be confusing your identity with their identity. You're always going to be going to places in the Bible that talk about God's plan and purpose for them as opposed to his plan and purpose for you and me as members of the body of Christ. And if you don't make that distinction between the nation, God's purpose in Israel and his purpose for the body of Christ, you're going to simply wind up in confusion, not knowing who you are. And friend, you live out of, out of a sense of your identity. And God has given you this wonderful identity in Christ, made you accepted in the Beloved, blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, made you complete in Christ, given you complete and total forgiveness of all of your sins, given you a complete and total victory, uh, uh, made you a part of a victory program in His Son. And God does not have a plan B for your life. He only has one plan, and that is that the life of Jesus Christ would live in you, that it would be Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's the only plan God has for you. Anything else is not God's will, not God's plan, not God's purpose. You need to stand in the identity God has given you in his Son. And you need to understand the lesson taught by these two Pauls and this blinded Jew in Acts 13, that God's purpose and plan for you is revealed through the ministry of the Apostle Paul in your Bible, and it focuses on the grace of God that's provided for you through the cross work of Jesus Christ at Calvary. Let me give you a Bible study tape, can I, that would help you with this? I want you to be able to stand. You say, I don't, I, don't, I don't have anything for you to join. I'm not trying to get you to join something, send me something, do something for me. I want you to see something that can make a difference in your life.
You need to understand God's plan and purpose for the nation Israel and his plan and purpose for us today. Know where we are in the program of God so you can know your true identity, so you can know where to go in your Bible to get the information about what God's doing today and your part in it. Let me offer you a free tape, and it's, it's a little different kind of a title than what we're talking about, but you'll see how important it is. The, the, the tape is entitled, How to Solve the Middle East Conflict, and how, therefore how to end terrorism. What is the source of the Middle East conflict, and how can you solve it? Um, you need to know what the Bible has to say about that. That's the only real answer, is what God says about these issues. How to solve the Middle East conflict, you need to know the place and purpose of the nation Israel and the program of God and how the Bible says that's going to work itself out. I'll be glad to give you a free copy of How to Solve the Middle East Conflict, How to End Terrorism is another way to say that, um, and, and, and uh, uh, how you can know what the Bible has to say about it. To receive your free copy, simply call me here at our toll-free number, 888-535-2300. That's 888-535-2300. Or, of course, you can write me here at the, at, at the Riches of Grace, Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. That's the Riches of Grace, Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. My friend, we also want you to know about Grace School of the Bible, because we have a, we have a rather uniquely designed three-year Bible Institute program available on an extension basis. Our school is, is unique in, in several ways. First, we, we follow the Pauline design for the edification of the believer in our curriculum. Rather, rather than patterning our curriculum after the standard systematic theologies that are uh, used by most Bible institutes and Bible schools and seminaries, we, we followed a clearly designed outline and pattern for edification that's found in Paul's epistles. And what that does is it allows students to grow to maturity uh, the Pauline way and, and to quickly be prepared for the ministry that the Lord has for them. Another, another uniqueness of, of Grace School of the Bible is that it's offered on an extension basis through the use of a video. In other words, we, we send the school to you rather than requiring you to come to us. And what that does is allows you to enjoy the regular sound Bible teaching and edification in the comfort and convenience of your own home and to fit it into your own scheduling demands and the, and the ministry that perhaps you already have where you are. If you are or you have ever desired to be a serious student of God's Word, why not call us today for a free catalog? That number again is 888-535-2300. And let me also say thanks to those who are helping us to keep this program on this station. This is uh, genuinely listener-supported radio. And I hope you're encouraged to know that there are folks in your area who love the Word of God rightly divided and who rejoice in the message of grace and the joy of the grace life. My friend, if you don't have a fellowship to attend this week, where the message of grace is taught from the rightly divided word and the grace life is clearly proclaimed, call me, and we'll put you in touch with a group in your area where you can find that fellowship and encouragement. Our number again is 888-535-2300. Or, of course, you can write me at any time at The Riches of Grace, Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. 
And friend, if you're still not sure of salvation, that your sins are forgiven, and that you have eternal life as a present possession, be sure to let us know, and we'll be happy to send you some gospel literature that will make the way plain. That number again is 888-535-2300. Thanks for joining us today, and until we meet again this same time and place next week, Maranatha. I want to live above the world Though Satan's darts at me are hurled Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.